Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto excellence. Collision specialist. 631 261 6420. That's 631 261 6420. Auto Excellence. I think 20. Four. This is my my third attempt at uh, doing the show with you, for you. I'm very grateful for the response. Uh, I'm enjoying it very much. I'm trying my best to to grow. Um, My career in Mexico is on a major upswing, uh, 100% away from wrestling. Um, I'm about to do two television shows down here. Great stuff. And as soon as I'm allowed to talk about that in public, I will. the the tequila product that I'm involved with, you can see the logo right there, Tesca Azul. It's on sale in the United States, and it's definitely on sale down here. That's going to be a major part of everything that's going on as far as is uh, live events for us down here. Um, things are just great. So this version of this program in English is is kind of catching steam, and I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun for me, and I'm hoping to develop it more and and make it something bigger than it is. Uh, I'm starting from scratch in English, and uh, I'm just very grateful for for all that's going on, and I appreciate your time. So there's a ton of questions, and I believe it's time to just jump right into those things, uh, and let's see what we can do. Let me me try to be fancy here and segue into something. 
how about that? <laughs> as soon as I get it together and I learn how to use my, my stream deck where I can just have it here in front of me and make those transitions and stuff, make it cooler. I want to do that because if you're investing your time in watching this, I want to make sure you have something to watch that's different. All right. Question number one. Claire G, what happened to your daughter's mother? Will you ever get remarried? And do you even believe in marriage? Well, uh, my daughter's mother is awesome. We're great friends. She has a very successful business down here. She's a, a therapist. Um, she uses astrology and reads cards and is, she's a yogi. So she's very advanced in her art. Uh, and we're great as friends. You know what I mean? Um, will I ever get married again? No, that's just not who I am. It's not in my cards. I'm on my own journey, spiritual journey, ritual magic and all that kind of stuff. I've been practicing a ritual of celibacy. I'm going on my fifth year. So that's pretty extreme, but it's really um, a personal journey as far as a certain type of magic that I'm involved in. And I really enjoy it and I love it. And it's great. So that's just kind of what's going on there. Uh, do I believe in marriage? I was raised a Catholic, you know, uh, Greek Orthodox. So the romantic, romantic notion of, of marriage and a family uh, was kind of something I grew up with. So I have that image in me. Um, my marriage didn't work because my ex-wife married the wrong person, which was me. And she was very brave uh, to, to leave that marriage. And it was the best thing for her to do. I suffered a lot. It destroyed me for a long, long time. But it was probably the greatest thing, the greatest gift of love she ever gave me was let me also find my journey. And I'm much better off alone and, and I'm grateful for that. But the experience of being married was incredible. Um, <clears throat> forgive me, I don't mean to do that on camera, but uh, I just, it just happens. Uh, do I believe in it? Yes, I, I, I believe it's made for some people. Whatever, unfortunately, because of the internet and everybody having an opinion and everybody being so self-righteous, I think that it's taking away from the romantic concept I have of it. But I, I do believe if you find your partner and that means something to the both of you, that that commitment, that word, that piece of paper, I, I, I think it's an essential part of, of growing. And why not? If it works for you and it makes you feel good, of course, it doesn't necessarily work for everybody else but you're not marrying those people who don't agree with you so i wouldn't even pay attention to them but do i believe in it yeah for sure for some people 100 percent um Stu from tennessee i believe what are your feelings on the defunding of the police and thoughts on joe biden um i think it's wrong to defund the police because it's another thing that we're being manipulated by and if you're into conspiracy theories or you want the truth um Again, unfortunately, the United States media, Canadian media, uh, everybody knows more than everybody else and everybody's right and everybody else is wrong. And their opinion is the only one that matters. That's why this show is called Perception because I say things to help me justify or understand my perception and hopefully it'll change yours or help you change yours or just, it is what it is. Um, I think defunding the police is wrong because the police is an institution that has a symbolism in cultures that at least guides you down a path of law, staying within the perimeters of the law. Um, you know, when you're a child growing up, 
you know, doctors, firefighters, policemen, those are things that we see the same as we see our parents, meaning those are symbols and images that are supposed to be trusted. Whatever your version is when you get older, um, that's your personal choice. But I think defunding the police is wrong because whether there is corruption and things like that, police are only human beings. Maybe their training needs to be upgraded. Maybe there needs to be more in their institution, uh, more mental health education so they understand their stress levels and they see somebody on the street. And instead of just judging and assuming this person is a criminal or doing criminal activity, maybe there's a mental health issue there. Um, I don't think defunding the, the police is correct also because the level of aggression on the street is quite high so i think it's a it's a double-edged sword um, i really believe in law enforcement which is why i became a law enforcement instructor through krav maga the martial arts that i i practice uh, i i just believe that society needs police whether the majority of the people are in favor of it or not it is an institution that without it i, I believe things would be quite chaotic and um I understand police brutality and and, and uh, the judgmental behavior that goes on, but there is also a lot of good that's done. You know, um, there's a lot of pedophiles out there. There's a lot of sexual assaults that happen. Women are being abused, and you just can't have uh, wandering bands of vigilantes. Also, that I also believe in. Uh, you do need some type of of place to go for security. So that's just my personal opinion. I don't really want to get too deep into it. When you talk about Joe Biden, um, I don't have an opinion on him or anybody else. I have an opinion on me. And however I handle the distractions that the world is um, throwing my way um, in my ability to handle myself as a person, I'm more worried about what I'm doing to be positive in my circle. Mr. Biden, good or bad, whatever his hidden agendas are, I don't really know. And I'm not really paying attention to American politics <clears throat> because it's all a distraction anyways, uh, on many levels. That's a league that I don't wanna play in. That's a book I don't wanna read. It's part of society and I have to be in touch with that. But he was elected. The people who elected him believe in him and the people who don't, you know, everybody's gonna have an opinion, negative and positive. I prefer to think of him as a human being who chose a path in life that's put him where he is and karmatically when it's his time, there will be things that he has to be accountable for, I'm sure. Um, but I'm not really focused on him. I'm more focused on the community and how we're adapting and getting through this together. So uh, I don't really have an opinion on, on your president and um, that's what I think. So yeah. Steve Henderson, do you regret wrestling and would you do it differently? I don't regret it at all. No, I wouldn't do it any different because it's made me what I am today. It's opened the doors that it's open for me and it's made me be able to find the path that I need to be on to be a, a person with a great quality of life and, and to be an individual who who is doing what he wants to do without offending or hurting anybody. So I, I learned how to make mistakes and understand that those mistakes weren't mistakes, that they were lessons to be learned. I see that now. So I don't think I would like to change anything I did in my career. 
because wrestling is a very, very difficult life to live. You know, the politics and wrestling are brutal, which is why there's, there were, there are so many people with addictions, broken hearts, broken homes, suicides, uh, things like that. It's, it's not easy. It's a real mind fuck. And the people who are in control of it are kind of evil. And I wouldn't want to be around that again, because not only have I outgrown it, it's very infantile. I don't need it. I don't respect it, but I did learn from it. And the people who are dedicated to only that, they must be miserable. And they paint this picture on Instagram, whatever, like that, like, oh my God, we're superstars. Well, actually, no, you're not. Uh, you're actors in a company on television and your time is very limited and you all are emotional to get there. But as soon as they let you go, it's their fault. It's their fault. They don't know. They didn't care. They didn't care. Well, evidently, uh, you have a part in that as well. If you were what they were looking for to fill the role, then you would still be there. I just don't understand why people on the outside or people who are let go or people who get there and think they deserve to be there and they're the greatest thing that ever happened to sports entertainment become bitter once they're no longer welcome. Uh, I, I don't want to be around that at all. So that's why I would like to keep things the way that I did. I'm very proud of who I am today because of the mistakes I made in my past. That makes sense but thank you for the question dr z can you tell the story of the day you found out you had dementia i can't fucking remember what i did 10 minutes ago and you want me to tell you something that happened 10 years ago <laughs> okay um i don't have dementia i am in the first stages of having full-blown alzheimer's when i become more advanced in age uh i when i found out when i was diagnosed i was very relieved because at least i knew who i was fighting I was addicted to pain meds and things like that because nobody knew my condition. I was taking all these kind of antidepressants and every other drug under the planet. I was 345 pounds. I'm 196 right now. So I was dying. So because I was, I was in war, but I didn't know who the enemy was. Once I got diagnosed, it was a relief because at least I knew my opponent. Um, nutritionally, spiritually, and mentally, even physically, I'm doing every single thing I can to understand and adapt who I need to be today to have a quality of life, to not let that affect me. So even though I'm in those stages of Alzheimer's and I don't, I literally don't remember what I did an hour ago. There's, there's absolutely no way. I had one of the best radio shows of my life last night and I don't remember it, but I know I did it. So what I have to do is accept the fact that I'm different and I have this obstacle in my life that everybody calls a sickness, but I don't look at it that way and I'm cool with it. So as long as you accept you have this, this obstacle and this condition, um, I think you're going to be okay if you can deal with it. I'm not stressed about it. People look at me different, but I look at it like I have a superpower because I'm doing things that you still can't do and you don't have the condition I do. I'm trying to turn it into something motivational. I just won't quit and it doesn't affect me at all. And the greatest thing about it, forgive me. I get this. I, I got this thing. I, I just don't know what it is. I absolutely am a fanatic for PlayStation. Just a fanatic. And uh, I got the new Call of Duty. And I can play it over and over and over and over and over again. And even though I use it for memory work, because it's repetitive, um, it's new every single time. I have certain books that I absolutely love that I reread. Because even though I know I read it, I get something new out of it each time. And I probably don't remember it, but I know my subconscious has retained all this stuff. So I'm completely cool. 
I'm good. I'm good. And uh, yeah, I just refused to, to look at it like, oh my God, poor him. What are you talking about? I'm awesome. Uh, Pablo, what do you do to stop being angry and how do you control it? Well, I learned how to not let anything make me angry. And I have taken my, if you want different results, you need to ask different questions or do different things. So pro wrestling was something that made me very angry because of the stupid people that are running the companies. So what did I do? I stopped hanging around those people and I stopped putting myself in a position where they were able to dictate what I wanted to do creatively. So how do I stop being angry? I just stopped putting myself in positions or around people who provoke that sensation in me. And at the same time, through my studies in spirituality, I understood my ego and I don't give anybody the, the opportunity or the privilege to make me upset, sad, or angry. I just refuse to. I'm in control of my emotions because I analyze things before I react. I listen to understand. No, I listen to overstand, not to respond. So I really realize that most people are lost and I can see that they're being led by emotion in their interaction with me. So I need to be smarter and I put my magic practices in play on every conversation that I have. I also am very, very careful with the words I use when I'm in a conversation. I rarely start a conversation. I usually let people come at me so I can kind of see where they want to go with things. And I am calm constantly. So that's kind of how I do it. Uh, can you tell me the story of healing when you saw Sting at the convention? Yeah, that was a huge moment for me because I have heard things that Sting has said about me over the years. And I thought, how much of that is really true? And probably a lot. And at the same time, I realized that if there's any resentment on his part, I probably caused it. So once I accepted that, um, I also realized that I've said some things sarcastically over the years. And it's like, it was so wrong of me. It was really wrong, regardless of what Sting thought, said, or did. If it wasn't for Sting, I wouldn't be remembered for my very short career in WCW. I had a career way before I went to WCW and evidently way after. But the time there, uh, it's an iconic moment in the last two to three decades of sports entertainment, the Vampiro Sting feud or the Sting Vampiro feud. And I'm so grateful to him for everything that he did to me and for me, because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have had that push. So when I saw that we were going to be on the same convention together, I literally stood at the door. I didn't even really pay attention to why I was there. And I stood at the door and when he came in, uh, he saw me right away and I, I extended my hand and I said, I really need to say this to you. And people were listening. I said, I don't care who hears this. I need, it's on my heart and I, I need, I need to talk to you. And he, and he gave me, he listened to what I had to say. And I think he was blown away because he wasn't expecting it. And I was just very honest, open and apologetic. And I was sincere. And I, and I explained to him that even though I have the Alzheimer's thing, I remember certain things that have marked my life. And one time he took the time in the dressing room to speak to me about Christ and things like that, because he was going through his own stuff. 
And I said, you're not going to remember this, but I remember if there's anything I remember from our time together was that conversation. And I went on and on about it. He gave me a huge hug and he said, we're great. And uh, I said, Steve, Sting, I have a small collection of things that I'm leaving for my daughter when I'm not here anymore. And I, and I had a picture of him and I, and I said, can you please sign this for me? He was stunned and he wrote some scripture on it. And, uh, it was a very emotional moment for me because I've apologized and made up for a lot of things I've done in my past, but there are certain people that, uh, I haven't been able to do that with, and he is one of them. So it was a great moment for me and I'm very grateful. He offered me the opportunity to do so. So that's that story. Um, Alex from Buford, how many languages do you speak? Is it too late to learn a new language? Well, let's talk about what is a language to you. I'm going to give it to you from my version of a ritual magician. Uh, it's never too late to learn anything. And if you go back in time and you look at the Tower of Babel and things like that, the human race all spoke one language at one time. There is a story an urban legend that the gods, angels were really jealous of the race. So the good angels started creating different tribes throughout the words world where symbols and certain, if you listen to Italian, Spanish from Spain and Spanish from Mexico, it's pretty similar as an example that you can kind of pick things out. The reason that happened was so that they would confuse the gods, but they would still be able to kind of understand each other so the gods at that time wouldn't be jealous anymore so that's a really great story and i love it um how many languages do i speak well vocabulary i speak so so italian and very good spanish and english but the language of the universe which is communication through emotion through the look in your eyes through the tone of your voice through body language through leading by example with actions uh, that's a language that is international, interspatial, intergalactical, whatever you want to say. That's my favorite and greatest language to speak because I can go to Australia, I can go to Japan, I can go to China, Hong Kong, Guatemala, I can go anywhere in the world. And with a smile, a look in the eyes, a handshake, body language, a hug, I can communicate with anybody. And so can you. You just have to understand that speaking different languages, Japanese, Chinese, Italian, French, English, there's sounds. The way that your muscle memory works and the way that your brain is trained, it's like a punching combination. Three, number three in boxing is one, two, and a hook. Three. Number two is one, two. So that's universal. That language of fighting. Two, bang, bang. Three, two, bang, 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 bang. When you hear fighters in the corner, their trainers call out those numbers three, three, four. So it's okay. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. It's a way that you communicate. So that's done by memory work. That's not intelligence. Don't confuse with, um, memory work or habit for intelligence, intelligence, the form of communication that is an art form. So the most important language I speak is that one. Pretty cool, right? Um, what do you do to protect yourself from COVID? Do you believe this will ever go away? I don't know. I mean, will it go away? 
it's been here since the beginning of time. They just changed the name and the scenario, and it comes it comes and goes uh, every couple of years, right? This thing, am I certain that it's man-made? 100%. Um, do I need to get into that right now and have a debate with you? Absolutely not. That's not what this is about. Again, this is my therapy. My studies are pretty deep. My circle, my pool, my pool of information, the people that I'm involved with, it's serious. Some of it, some of it's dangerous. I can say certain things and I can't. Certain things you need to see to believe and then you make your own decision why this is called perception. So I truly think that COVID is a distraction. It's, it's a, a play. It's for what's to come to see how we're reacting, how we control it, what happens, what comes and goes. You need to look every time in the world something is happening here. Um, there's an arrest. Or, or right now, the big thing in the news is those stupid Canadians who went to Cancun and were fucked up on the airplane. And right in the middle of the pandemic, you know, smoking dope, drinking, fucking around, taking their masks off on a flight. That's a sensation. And the whole world is talking about it. And the Canadian prime minister is not letting them back in the country. And all the airlines are not selling them tickets. Is that truly world news? Is that truly world news? Now look at that. And then look what's happening in other places in the world. that's not getting mainstream media. The war in Kazakhstan, for example, for example, their president went on the news yesterday and he said, I gave the shoot to kill without warning order. Annihilation. So that's a distraction. So what do we need so that we don't pay attention to that? More COVID. So how do I protect myself from COVID? Well, I am a vegan. I eat very healthy. My mindset is awesome. I meditate many hours a day. I'm constantly in the right state of mind. And my body is in the right frequency constantly. So my immune system, both physically, mentally, and definitely spiritually, is very, very, very protected. And I refuse to watch the American and Canadian news. I refuse to watch any of it because that fucking is cancerous. That's heroin. That just will fuck you up. So that's how I stay away from it. And I haven't had it. And I do tons of social work i'm in the streets i'm dealing with lower income areas in in mexico um where nobody's protected and uh i haven't been sick at all so i just do it that way ha, you have a lot of tattoos do each of them have their own meaning and can you explain a few yes i have many tattoos do they have their own meanings yeah they all do um like these stars on my forehead uh i'm a fan of the imagine the image or the philosophy of the rebellion of Che Guevara. Che Guevara is, is, is an iconic figure here in Mexico and all of Latin America for his role in the Cuban revolution. Um, did he do good things and bad things? Of course. Is it ethically correct to go into that right now? Obviously not. Was he a murderer? Yeah, sure. Was he a revolutionary? Definitely. But just that thing of rebellion, it's a little thing right? Uh, it's one of the meanings behind that. Of course, um, the, the star, it's another part of the universe. And I'm just I'm just into that. Plus, it looks really cool. And um, the star of David, which was actually an alien spaceship, but we'll talk about that another time. So anything to do with that, that's what those are there for. Uh, I have a cross right here, for example, under my eye, because the cross for me, uh, is a symbol because of my religion, my faith, and the way I was brought up of hope and commitment and humility. So I have it right there on my face so that every time I look in the mirror, I do not forget to say thank you to my creator 
for the opportunity to still be alive. Um, I have the Guardian Angels logo on my hand uh, because I'm in the Guardian Angels. I have my wrists, um, like my hands were cut off and sewn back on, a tribute to Frankenstein. Uh, this one, I don't think you can see it. Um, yeah, you can kind of see it. This guy, you can see a skull with a hat and a leather jacket. That's a World War II fighter pilot. That was the original Hells Angels. Those were the original Rockabilly Rebels. So I got that when I was like 13. It's kind of faded now, but it was one of my favorites and first tattoos. And I'm, it's too sad for me that it's kind of fading, but it's also very cool because I've had it almost all my life. Um, so that one's there. As uh, When I saw the Stray Cats on TV when I was 13, I went the next day and got a tattoo because Brian Setzer and Slim Jim Phantom had tattoos. And I just thought Rockabilly was the coolest thing. Rockabilly. So yeah, I got that one. Uh, I got that LAMF, Like a Motherfucker. It's a very important album title from Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers because that era of music, that band, that sleazy rock and roll was pre-Hanoi Rocks, pre-Guns and Roses, right around the time of the Ramones, um, Teenage Head, New York Dolls, that kind of rock and roll, really, that really was a big, huge moment in my life. So uh, Like a Motherfucker is a big thing for me. I got that, BLS, Black Label Society. Um, I'm a major fan of Zach Wilde and his philosophies in the band, So, and I'm part of the, the crew, so I got that. So those are some of them. Um, yeah, how's that? Uh, Okay, that was that one. Let's see. Do you still play music? And if you do, how do you remember the chords and lyrics? What do you think of today's music? Any favorite artists presently? I got a lot of bands that I listen to, especially being on the radio. My band, my, well, there you go. Um, I had a really bad experience uh, in wrestling. I broke, somebody fucked up and, and destroyed the tendons in, in this part of these fingers in this hand. So I can't play chords like I used to, my fingers. It just doesn't work. The hand is deformed. Um, but in saying that, um, I was never a great guitar player anyways. I just like to make really loud, fast noise. Like, And I love the Ramones. So my playing is that kind of playing. Green Day, the Ramones, um, Chuck Berry, that kind of stuff. Uh, the last band, well, one band I tried to, to, I was a singer in in Las Vegas, and I was really at the height of my sickness. And I used to, I had an iPad and I used to put it on the front of the stage and I used to put the words right there so I could, re, I would forget the words. And the band was really getting frustrated with me, but I was dealing with severe mental health. So I forgot everything and that didn't work for me. So that was a difficult experience. But um, of the bands I like and the music I play, uh, I'm kind of okay with it for some reason. Now, I bought this guitar for therapy and a lot of traditional rock and roll people say it's cheating, but I, I don't really give a fuck. You know, it's, it's to help my mind and I love rock and roll. So it's a great guitar. Uh, and it has a system. This, the company is called frets a lot. So, uh, let me turn it on. You can see what I'm talking about. So what it does is it lights up. You can see the lights moving. Pretty cool, right? So I I put in a song. 
like it has an app and or chord structures and uh, let me see if I can turn it on so you can see how it works frets a lot and it, what it does is it lights up where I got to put my fingers it's pretty simple uh, let me see I'm not sure if anything will come up. I'm not sure what's going on. Nah. Well, anyways, what happens is you put your um, you put your guitar lesson in here. Like uh, that was ACDC, so I was gonna hopefully it lit up. But if you put it in back and black, it'll play. It'll show you the chord structure where your where your your fingers need to go, and you you learn the solos and you learn everything and all the keys and all that. So that helps me with muscle memory, and uh, I practice with my my chord structures and all that kind of stuff. But my playing, because I can't like um like it's really hard for me to make the chords correctly but the other thing is I, I i usually have my guitar very low like the ramones so i i play um when i learned punk rock i was reading a, a book on how to cheat metallica like uh this this is an e chord right but instead of using four fingers if i just took one finger and I covered all the strings except the E or I made a bar chord with that same one finger and I took the other finger and I just covered the other note instead of making a traditional chord and I took that finger out of there and it kind of looks like that. Um, you can play anything and I, I just... Uh, You can play any song you want. So all of the Ramones are. If you just learn that little trick, all the misfits. Um, it's all that. So the music I like to play, I play for fun and it's really loud and uh, it's a lot of volume. And it's a lot of downstroking. Like, I don't play like this, you know. I just... In one direction. And it, you just get this wall of sound. So, when I'm playing punk rock, that's how it's done. If you look at the pictures of Johnny Ramone, his guitar is so low that it's even... The strap is below his belt buckle. So, he can't... You can't really play those chords if it's so low. You have to... Um, find a way and the way is like that so that's what I do for guitar and uh, the company is called fret zelot Z or Z E L O T and they install the system on on your guitar and it lights up and it's comes you know depending on the the scale 
or the position on the neck, it changes colors. So it's a phenomenal system. I absolutely adore it. And it's really helped me with my mental health. So that's what I do for guitar playing. Um, Cause I don't remember shit. Uh, who did you idolize growing up? I think I idolized scenarios or stories more than a, an individual. Um, punk rock as a movement, the ideology behind the New York scene and the England scene. I, I was into the scene. Um, Bram Stoker, uh, he was somebody I idolized or the character Dracula in the story. So I, I was more influenced by a story or an urban legend than an actual individual. Uh, do you fear death? If not, what is your biggest fear? I don't fear, I don't have any fear of anything. And the reason is, is because I've already done everything and I've crashed into the wall more than once. So I don't have room for fear. And the reason I don't have room for fear is because if I, if I work nine, 10 hours a day and I sleep six hours a day, and then I spend four hours a day eating, moving around. That's 20 hours. That leaves me four more hours in the day. Of those four hours, I need to motivate. I need to study. I need to learn. I need to be a father. I need to be a leader. I need to be a businessman. There is no room to be afraid, be negative, to fight, or be a fucking stooge and get into arguments with everybody. So I'm very aware of the most important currency I have, and that's time. And I'm not going to spend it on something that doesn't have any value. Do I fear death? Absolutely not. Um, I don't want to die because I love being alive and I love my daughter and I'm going to miss things and I'm sure they'll miss me. Um, but I'm not afraid because I know I'm only here for a reason and I know where I come from and I truly believe the awakening and the way I live my life now, I'm preparing to go back to where I came from. So once my time is done in this physical human frame, I will return to the light or to a frequency or vibration. I truly believe we're immortal and I will be back here again. And I just want to make sure that I'm in sync so much with the people I love the most so that hopefully our frequencies will find each other once we're gone from here. Mm -hmm. So that's my, my opinion on that stuff. So those are some questions. They're great questions. I hope you enjoyed the answers. Um, I loved it. Please keep it coming. Um, I'm very much into the, the psychology that I'm, I'm studying and practicing. I'm very much into being alive and doing what we're doing together, co-creating. I appreciate everybody who watches this and I hope it does something. I'm not sure how this program will turn out, but I, I really had fun making it. I'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.